This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You've discovered your link to GoPowerCat.com's Tannehill and Spiller PowerCat podcast. Here are your hosts, former K-State tight end Travis Tannehill and former Wildcat safety Monte Spiller. Welcome, everyone, to this week's episode of the Tannehill and Spiller podcast. It will be just be the Tannehill podcast today. Monty uh, decided to sneak out a little early for some Thanksgiving festivities, so we're recording this on uh, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Assume this will uh, be released either on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, or Friday, the day before uh, K-State versus Baylor. So... Um, I'm going to do the solo. Never done a solo podcast. Usually the, uh, the whole interview style tag team combo works pretty well. Uh, so we'll see how long I can talk. See, uh, see how Colin Coward, how hard his job actually is just talking into a microphone for hours and hours and hours. But no, so it's probably be a little shorter. Uh, kind of just give you my thoughts on the Iowa state game, give a few blips on the Baylor game coming up and go from there. So, First up, K-State versus Iowa State. Obviously, um, not a very fun game to watch. Does anyone else feel like this season's just getting really, really long? I know, what do we got, two games left after this, and I just feel like the season's gone really long, 2020's gone really long. I am almost just ready uh, to kick this season to the curb and get on with 2021 and get the vaccine out and hopefully things go much smoother uh, heading into 2021. But with that being said, we're still keeping score. Wins and losses still count. Kansas State versus Iowa State did not go very well. Um, kind of the first thing that jumped out to me is, I don't know, I was pretty up on Will Howard. Um, when, he, you know, for the first couple games, he was playing pretty well, making good decisions. And it's kind of just, I don't know if, you know, Kansas State, they did the best they could to protect them. The coaching staff did. They needed him to play better. They needed him to open up the playbook in order to win some ballgames. They knew that, which means they kind of got to throw him, throw him into the fire and either sink or swim. And unfortunately, he has, and this Kansas State team has been uh, sinking more than swimming as of late. So, uh, Will Howard, I mean, obviously, we need better play from him. He's It's a hard fix in, in one year. He needs time in the offseason. Um, he needs to get uh, get his strength up. It, it looks like his arm is just dead. He's not getting hardly any velocity on that football anymore, um, and and he's just not not playing very well. So unfortunately, that's not that something that can be fixed in uh, you know five days. But at the end of the day, he is a freshman. Um, so hopefully something clicks. Hopefully you know just kind of week to week game plan. Hopefully for whatever that game plan that is that week that he can memorize it well enough to, to go out there and play better. Because if he doesn't start to play better, um, you know, I don't think Nick Ost is the is the answer. I think he's a nice backup quarterback. He gives your t- team a chance to win, especially if, you know, you're ahead by two or three scores and he has to come into the game if your number one gets hurt. He can maintain that lead, but he's not going to lead you up and down the field against Big 12 opponents 
week in and week out. You know, from everything we've read this week, it looks like Coach Kleiman is, uh, you know, kind of having a little bit of a quarterback competition. Uh, who knows if that's, you know, kind of just – uh, coach talk to the media or if that truly is what's going on behind closed doors because um, I, I don't know I'd be a little surprised if we see Nick Ost come out there on uh, on Saturday against Baylor just because I don't know Coach Kleinman's such a oh what's the word I'm looking for not a system guy but he, he's a process guy so he, he's not really he doesn't you know from what he says at least you know, obviously losing sucks but he doesn't really care about the wins and losses. All he cares about is getting better, and, and the wins and losses take care of themselves. And if he throws Nick Ost out there, obviously an upperclassman, not going to be around very long, probably already reached his potential. Um, you know, Will Howard or someone else, uh, you know, Jake Rubley is obviously the future. You would love to get them as many reps as possible. So I'll be surprised if we see Nick Ost out there. I would love to see, you know, continue to go with Will Howard. Obviously that um, – you know, his confidence has to be a little shaken. I would say pulling him at this point will only do more damage to that confidence. So I think you just got to ride or die with Will Howard at this point. Um, and, and that is one thing I've talked with a few guys this week is, man, how how much different would the season be if Skyler Thompson just, just stayed healthy? So, um, you know, I, I know K-State fans, myself in general, everyone's a little frustrated. But, I mean, the season hasn't gone the way I think everyone had hoped. But... Um, you know, number one quarterbacks out. We've missed key guys. Uh, our top three linebackers were off last week against Iowa State, so we're out last week against Iowa State. So it's um, it's been a frustrating year. Uh, I'm sure the coaching staff is just as frustrated as anyone, um, and and really just overall, it's just been a stressful, hard, difficult year. So hopefully. Um, they can end on a positive note against uh, a Baylor and Texas coming up here. But uh, we got to give props to Iowa State. So Iowa State did play, um, honestly, one of their better games of the season. Uh, Brock Purdy, who I'm very average on, I think he's um, a little overhyped in the in the you know Big Twelve media or national media. But uh, you know, props to him: sixteen for twenty, two hundred thirty-six yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions. That's how you draw it up. Uh, you know, eighty percent pass completion, and you know. Two and a half or 236 yards, three touchdowns. I mean, shoot, if our quarterback played like that, I think uh, we would have uh, obviously competed a little better. So, Brock Purdy, prop to him. I have not uh, been too up on him, but he played pretty well um, against, honestly, against a depleted Kansas State defense. So, there were a lot of holes out there. There were open receivers. So, let's not give him too much credit. That Kansas State defense limped in on Saturday and did not have a full strength uh, team to put out there. Uh, rushing Brees Hall, the Kansas kid, um, you know, 15 carries, 135 yards, nine yards average, two touchdowns. I mean, man, I, I would have loved to see this kid in purple. I know hindsight's 2020. We can't, uh, can't do anything about it now, but I just hate seeing great Kansas talent leave the state of Kansas. And, and, and I know, and, and we, we talk recruiting every once in a while and, and not too much. I kind of start paying attention to guys once they get on campus, um, you know, a lot of the I get texts all the time. Why didn't K State recruit this guy? Why didn't K State recruit that kid? And it's like, I'm sure they made a phone call, and the phone call, and the kid went, "Hey, I'm not interested." I mean, at the end of the day, if you're this Kansas State's team, you only want kids that want to come to your school. So you can do everything you can, but you only have so much time, so much, uh, so much resources. You, if you call a kid that, um, oh, like that kid, the, the kid from Blue Valley North. That, that ended up up at Wisconsin. You know, he had Alabama offers. He had offers from everywhere. And people are like, why, do you love it? why didn't K-State recruit him? And it's like, he probably didn't want to come to K-State. And that's nothing against K-State, but, you know, a lot of times – 
kids want to go far away. They want to stay close to home. I remember my recruiting church, I would get calls from all over the country and I'd be like, hey, I want to stay within three hours of driving distance of um, uh, of my, my hometown so my parents can see me play. And that, that was important to me. So, uh, you know, TCU called me and I told them, you know, hey, thanks, but I'm not coming to Dallas. That's that's too far. Uh, that, that's too far for me. I do not want my parents to have to travel that far. And so, I mean, a lot of times it's just it's stuff like that. It's nothing against the staff. It's nothing against the school. It just happens to be where the kid was born and and the kid doesn't want to go far. Or the kid does want to go far. Some kids want to get the heck out of town and, and they need to get the and they need to get out of town. So they're you know, they're not going to stay. Uh, you know, kid growing up in Kansas City, he doesn't want to go to Columbia. He doesn't want to go to Lawrence. He wants to get uh, farther away from town. Graham Mertz, that's the name I'm looking for. Graham Mertz, uh, which, by the way, Wisconsin just finding out their game got canceled Saturday, which makes them ineligible uh, for the Big Ten, which is very unfortunate, uh, the Big Ten Conference game. That's, uh, that's a bummer. They're looking real good. They look like one of the top teams in the country, not just one of the top teams in the Big Ten. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I know – I don't know why, how I got on this tangent, but oh, Brees Hall, Kansas kid that that Kansas State didn't land. So, um, you know, there was a there was a coaching transition going on at that time. So, I you know I hate to see him leave, but there's so many other factors, and I mean that's another thing we can talk about with you know kind of the transfer portal and the frustrations. I was on a podcast earlier with Matt Walters who voiced his frustrations uh, at the transfer portal, and you know it is frustrating as a fan and. Uh, you know, I had a I had a high school coach that you know sat me down. I told him I wanted to commit to Kansas State. Uh, he was a K State fullback, so this probably helped. Uh, you know, that kind of helped guide my decision to to the the, the best school in all of the country. Um, but you know, he told me, and, and this was just this was 2008, so this is just kind of when you know decommitting was kind of the thing. Uh, you know, it's way different ballgame now. Kids decommit left and right all the time, but back then it was kind of just starting to happen. Transfers were just starting to happen. And he told me, he's like, hey, my his rep, my coach's reputation is on the line. He goes, hey, if, if you commit, that's great. He's like, I'd love to see you at Kansas State, obviously. Uh, you know I'm a K-Stater and I want you to go there. But he's like, if you commit, that that's it. I'm not taking any more phone calls for you. I'm telling all these coaches that you're committed. You're not willing to talk to anyone else. And you better be there uh, when you say you're going to be there. And you, you better be going there and you better finish. And so that's kind of was my uh my head coach, who I look up to a lot, uh, did look up to and still look up to, um, he kind of said, hey, if you want to commit there, that's great, but you're going there and you're not going to transfer and you're not going to quit because uh, his reputation is on the line for his future players, uh, which he's had quite a few you know, guys throughout the years uh, continue to go on. So, yeah, those high school coaches' reputations matter as well. So, uh, But with that being said, you know, the transfer portal, it, it's – has it become an issue for Kansas State? Obviously, you know, I think 10, 10 plus guys now have come out. I think we're top three in the country for transfers. And um, I don't think it's a long term issue. I do just think it's an isolated incident. But, you know, as much as we hate it, I mean, you got to think of the You got to think of the kids. I mean, a lot of these kids come across the country. They've never left their hometown. They've never left their home state. And they're thrown into, uh, you know, <clears throat> an environment right now that's honestly not very fun, very much fun. You and I both, you know, we're all part of the you. The listener and I are both out into the real world and um, you know working and trying to survive this COVID mess and, and kind of stay positive. And I know my wife's antsy; she wants to go on a vacation. We can't go anywhere. Uh, everyone's kind of stuck in the house. So, I mean, think about how these kids feel. They miss their parents. They miss their friends. They're, all they can hang out with is their two or three roommates and their teammates. So um, you know, I totally see it from an emotional standpoint. Obviously, I would love to see them gut it out. Uh, you know, show a little mental toughness and just say, hey, I know this is temporary. Come next spring, hopefully everything's back to normal. You know, if it's not by spring, hopefully by summer. If not by summer, hopefully by next fall because um, it will get better. And and two, just, you know, you got to think about it strategically if you're a player. If 
I mean, Walters was saying, like, hey, a lot of these guys are, are going to have to transfer down. I mean, I know legally they can transfer wherever, but, you know, there's not going to be openings. I mean, there's going to be a lot of seniors that decide to stick around and hold up those scholarship spots, and there's incoming freshmen that that, that are expecting those scholarship spots. So um, unless the NCAA does something crazy and opens up more scholarships, uh, you know, at least maybe short-term or temporarily, you know, there's going to be a shortage of scholarships out there, and it'll be interesting to see – how these transfer guys, you know, end up places. If there's not, if there's not scholarships, it doesn't matter how, how much how much you want to go there. If you're not willing to walk on and they're not willing to open up a scholarship spot for you, that uh, that makes things pretty tough. So Matt Matt predicted that a lot of these guys are going to be transferring, um, you know, down to, uh, you know, FCS level or Division two level. Uh, you know, which is fine if that's where they if they you know thought they were going to sit the bench here and they got to transfer to go play somewhere else, then that's that's totally up to them and totally fine. And I respect that opinion, but. Um, hopefully, this transfer issue is not a uh, ongoing problem. It's obviously we're going through some growing pains here with Coach Kleiman. I totally uh, have 100% faith in him, 100% faith um, in Gene and what they're trying to build there. And, and I remember, you know, I remember when Coach Snyder came in, he kind of he tried to clean the house a little bit. And I don't think you know Coach Kleiman's trying to clean house, but at the end of the day, you kind of have to have your morals and your standards and your coaching philosophy. And if players want to play for you, then you know they'll stick around and if they don't they kind of weed themselves out so we had a lot of great players that decided uh they couldn't handle coach Snyder and decided to go play somewhere else and honestly you know what most of them didn't make it anywhere else so uh usually it's a it's a player problem not a coach problem uh when, when they decide they can't play for a coach usually there's some underlying uh issues there whether it's you know selfishness lack of hard work lack of lack of coachability um that that really doesn't make them they're not going to have success no matter where they go so um with that being said, uh, kind of our tangent on the transfer. Um, trying to think what else we want to touch on today. Oh, just really, you know, I know everyone's frustrated with the uh, 45-0 loss. I mean, that was kind of – honestly, I, I turned it off late in the fourth quarter. I couldn't even watch it. It was so um, – I mean, just that offense was so – couldn't get anything going. It was just – it was boring, bad football, which uh, I got better things to do on my Saturday than watch that. So um, then I was just thinking back to, you know – I remember back in 2009, we went down to play Texas Tech. I think we lost like 65 to 7 or something. Uh, my freshman year, we got our fannies waxed. And, uh, you know, I remember Coach Snyder after the game just coming in. And, and really, it was a it was a speech of, it was a speech of, like, embarrassment. Like, hey, guys, like, I didn't come, he didn't come out of retirement to, to get embarrassed up and down the field by a Texas Tech program or any program in that matter. And, um, you know, I think most of these head coaches are pretty realistic with, you know, they don't expect to win every game. You know, they want to win every game. They do everything they can to win every game. But all they want is a you just go out there and play well. And if you go out there and play your fannies off and and, and you lose by, by a touchdown, you lose by three points, then I, the most coaches can live with that. Um, but in 2009, we went out against Texas Tech team and got up and down the field. Uh, 65 to seven, I think was the final score. And, and really coach gave a really good speech just about, you know, having more pride in that and, and not getting embarrassed. And, um, he was embarrassed. All the, you know, all of us were embarrassed and wasn't, uh, wasn't a fun time. And he kind of going through those, those same growing pains of his second return here, uh, second <clears throat> comeback here and just trying to figure out who wanted to be on this team and who didn't want to be on that team and who wanted to buy in, um, and really come together as a team and, and, and who was thinking more selfishly and, and did not. So, uh, and if you all remember after that, um, played A&M the next week and I think we beat A&M like 
55 to 7 or something crazy like that. So uh, we got a fanny swack by Texas Tech, came right back and beat A&M, and then I think even a week or two later, um, we beat A&M, and then A&M beat Texas. So it was like a three-way triangle of everyone whooping each other's butts, and uh, it was just goes to prove that anyone can beat anyone on any given Saturday. So, um, so that's kind of my tangent there, you know, just – as a fan base, try to stay positive, try to keep supporting these kids. Uh, they are trying to figure this COVID life out as just as we are out in the workforce. So, um, unfortunately, we're losing a couple to, to transfers. But uh, on today's day and age, it's just going to happen more and more. And then especially, I think, this 2020 year is going to be an isolated uh, blip on the radar for a long-term success for Coach Kleiman and his staff. Um, looking forward to Baylor, you know, obviously, you know, unfortunately Baylor, you know, it's probably KU at the bottom and then K-State and Baylor right after that. Uh, when you look at the records here on, uh, you know, kind of the bottom tier of the conference and then, you know, which, you know, this team needs that. This team needs to find a way to win. If they can find a way to beat Baylor, hopefully they can gain a little confidence and, uh, you know, play a pretty good Texas Longhorn team to maybe end the, end the year out on a high note. Uh, that would be a lot of fun. Obviously, if you lose to Baylor, lose to Texas, I think uh, that'll be four and six on the year. That'll be a pretty disappointing season for everyone, even considering all the all the crap we've had to gone through. Uh, I think if four and six would be a little disappointing, especially how the year started out beating Oklahoma um, and, and, and you know, just kind of the early successes that they had. <clears throat> and then, you know, I think, like I mentioned earlier, whole season's got a giant asterisk on it. So, one, 2022, we lost Skylar Thompson, our quarterback, had to play had to play a freshman. So, um, other than that, that's really all I got for you. Monty, I uh, hope you had a good uh, – hope you're having a good Thanksgiving with your family. Uh, listeners out there, hope you guys are having a good, safe Thanksgiving as well. Stay safe. Cheer loud for uh, Kansas State versus Baylor. Really, really need this win. Uh, kind of get this program head in the right direction. A little positivity. Um, even you know, even if you lose to Texas, but you can find a way to beat Baylor, that really just puts a better taste in your mouth as you head to uh, head into the off season. Uh, you know, five hundred team versus a four and six team. Uh, you know that 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 sounds a lot better, feels a lot better versus you know, and obviously you know, still a chance to go six and four. So uh, appreciate you all listening. Everyone, stay safe. Have a great Thanksgiving. Give your family a hug, but not too close of a hug. Everyone stay safe. Don't get the virus and go cats. Power Cat Podcast. All rights reserved. GoPowerCat.com and Spirit Street Publishing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.